You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. By the way, if you're the real deal, uh, you may be struck down, you may be perplexed, but you'll never be destroyed. Those who are the real deal, even though they may stumble in faith, they'll always get back up. That's what the Bible declares. It's called the perseverance of the saints. Through the suffering, we'll come out of the other side. If you're the real deal, you'll come out the other side. Have you ever seen an individual go through a period of suffering and then lose their faith in the process? Pastor Danny will share today that if you're a true Christian, you'll come out the other side of a battle with your faith. Often God uses a struggle to draw you closer to Him and to refine your faith. Persevering through a challenge will develop a mature and complete Christian. You might waver in your faith, but if you're the real deal, you'll come out the other side with a stronger relationship with the Father. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of 1 Peter chapter 4 with today's edition of The Living Word. Joseph gets thrown into prison and he continues to do good. He becomes the best prisoner that prison ever saw in years of suffering, years of suffering. But he continued to do good. He committed himself to his faithful creator. He just trusted God. I don't know if you realize all the, 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 the benefits the Bible lays out, suffering in the will of God. There are tons of them. Let me give you some. Benefits of suffering in the will of God. One, it could open a door for the gospel. Paul said to the Galatians, it was because of an illness that I first preached the gospel to you. I had a tremendous privilege two nights ago. My older brother sent me an email. A lady that lives in the apartment complex that he lives in. Elderly lady that's become a close friend of his. And my brother has a heart of compassion. He reaches out to people like this. He really, he always has. And he sent me an email and said, he had just had her sent. I guess you got no family around in a nursing home near the church building here for hospice care. Looks like she's dying. And he asked if I had the time, would I go by and just see her and maybe pray for her? So my wife and I went two nights ago and visited this lady. I got to lead her to Christ. I got to lead her to the Lord. It was tremendous. That's a very odd one because it wasn't my sickness that opened the door. It was her sickness that opened the door for her to be saved. Wonderful. It produces perseverance, and through perseverance, character, maturity, and hope. Now, let me read you the James portion right here near First Peter. Here's what James says. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, when you face trials of many kinds, many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. By the way, if you're the real deal, uh, you may be struck down, you may be perplexed, but you'll never be destroyed. Those who are the real deal, even though they may stumble in faith, they'll always get back up. That's what the Bible declares. It's called the perseverance of the saints. Through the suffering, we'll come out of the other side. If you're the real deal, you'll come out the other side. It maintains humility. Paul the Apostle while he prayed for so many people, I mean, he prayed and he saw people healed. Uh, one guy, remember, as Paul had a brief time with this church and he's talking all night, he's just 
continues to talk because he knows he's got to leave the next day. And uh, one guy's on the fourth story of this window, and he's sitting in the window listening to Paul. And, of course, there were candles in there, and that, that helped to, to, to do this. The guy falls asleep. His name was Eutychus. And if you know the story, Eutychus fell four floors down, landed, and he's dead. And Paul was Paul's responsible for killing the guy. He talked too long. Hope nobody dies today. I'm just going to go about 45 minutes. And uh, nobody's in the balcony or over up high enough. You can fall. Uh, but Paul goes down and prays for this guy, and God raises him from the dead. Amazing. Paul's probably saying, thank you, Lord. I killed him. Thank you for raising him from the dead. But here's a guy who prayed for people, saw miraculous things. But he goes to the Lord because he has this thorn in the flesh, and he prays three times. Three times, Lord, take it away. And God says, no. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Paul would say, to keep me from becoming conceited because of the great revelations that God gave him, the great call to ministry that God gave him, God allowed that thorn in the flesh to keep him humble. And some of us, God's not going to take away the pain. Some of us, it's a physical infirmity, and God's not going to take it away. Because if he took it away, you wouldn't be as humble. It proves our genuineness as children of God. Romans 8 says that we're co-heirs with Christ, if, in, if indeed we share in his sufferings. Peter says it very clearly, all these trials you're suffering, that they prove, they prove because you persevere through them that you're really a child of God. Proves your genuineness. It enhances our fellowship. This is wonderfully mysterious, wonderfully mysterious. You're going to relate to this. If you've been saved any time at all, the times I have felt closest to the Lord have been times of pain and suffering. Some of the times I've felt closest to the Lord have been times of pain and suffering. There's a wonderful mystery there. Paul said in Philippians chapter 3, I want to know the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings. There's a fellowship there you, you, you just won't have without the pain. It's wonderfully mysterious. It brings God's blessing. 1 Peter 4, 14, we read it. If you're insulted because of the name of Christ, you're blessed. For the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. Here's what that means. Uh, you are heaven's hero. You're not the world's hero, but heaven looks down and says, you're my Rocky. You're my Rocky. I'm impressed with you. You get God's blessing. And then one more. The willingness to suffer keeps me from being lukewarm. We read that at the first part of chapter 4 of Peter. Since Christ suffered in his body, arm yourselves also with the same attitude because he who has suffered in his body is done with sin. I mentioned when we went through that, a very smart preacher, commentator, much smarter than me, but I strongly disagree with him in him suggesting that that simply means that when you die as a Christian bodily, your struggle with sin is over. That's not what it means. It can't because verse 2 says, as a result, he does not live the rest of his earthly life for evil human desires. And the implication, as we studied it, remember, is once you get serious enough that you're willing to suffer and you step across that threshold and you really put your life on the line for Jesus, you're no longer wishy-washy. You're no longer on the fence. And that willingness to suffer keeps me from being lukewarm in my Christian life. Now, let me read you something from our friend Daniel Henderson's book, Transforming Prayer. And please understand, this is so practical. And, and 
We all are naturally like this, including me. He says, our prayer list can easily become so saturated with our desires for ease, comfort, convenience, and accomplishment that the goal of God's glory becomes obscured. Our human tendency to avoid pain, loss, and difficulty can dilute our passion for God's glory. I know that because the vast majority of prayer requests that we get as a church. Now, don't take this negatively. This is just human nature, even for the real born-again saint. Is when you're sending in a prayer request for the surgery, pray that it goes well, pray that you heal quickly. I mean, nobody sends in a prayer request and says, pray that it really goes bad and it takes me forever to heal. Nobody does that. When you're, when you're praying for somebody else, pray that they have minimal pain. We get that a lot, minimal pain. Now, that's just natural. That's just natural. We're going to pray that way. Let me read, the, though, what Oswald Chambers left us before he went to glory. One tremendous statement that he made. Let me read it. Here it is. To choose to suffer means something is wrong. To choose God's will, even if it means suffering, is a very different thing. No healthy saint ever chooses suffering. You've got to screw loose if you do. He chooses God's will, as Jesus did, whether it means suffering or not. That's a great statement. Anybody that chooses suffering, you, I ain't hanging out with you. You got something wrong. You, you're delusional. I mean, you, you're something. You need counseling. <laughs> now, let me tell you a story. Martin Luther was a German monk and a Catholic priest. He was the man responsible for what we call the Protestant Reformation. He was born into Roman Catholicism. His dad wanted him to be a lawyer. He was studying to that end, but as a young man studying to be a lawyer, uh, he went through a terrible thunderstorm, a literal thunderstorm. Uh, lightning strike narrowly missed him. He thought he was going to die, and so he prayed, and in his prayer, he made a vow to God. He said, God, if you get me through this thunderstorm, I will become a monk. God got him through the thunderstorm, and to his father's displeasure, he fulfilled his vow. Martin Luther, instead of becoming a lawyer, became a monk. As a young monk, he was driven by fears of God's wrath, fears of hell, and a need to gain personal assurance that he was saved, that he was saved. The Apostle Peter's first letter encouraged the lives of believers spread far and wide, forced from their home due to their devotion to Jesus. Today, though you may not be facing the same kind of persecution, there will be people that oppose your message of hope. The enemy wants you to be silent, but your story and the grace of Jesus just can't be kept silent. Don't hide Jesus from people. Live Him out in your daily life and proclaim His praises wherever you go. Thanks for tuning in today for Pastor Danny's teaching on the Living Word. If you'd like to hear more of his messages from this series on the book of 1 Peter, visit ccfstpete.church. Feel free to download or share the teachings you find from the Living Word, or visit our YouTube channel. 
There you can immerse yourself in our weekly services. We'd encourage you to subscribe to our YouTube channel too. That way you'll be notified as soon as we post anything new. If you're in the St. Petersburg area, we'd love to meet you. Join us at Calvary Chapel Fellowship on Saturday at 6 p.m. or Sunday at 9 or 11 a.m. for a time of worship and Bible study. Find out more about Calvary Chapel Fellowship at our website, ccfstpete.church. If you can't join us in person, we do offer a live stream of our weekend services. Just visit the website and click the link in the menu. Thanks for tuning in today to The Living Word.